Welcome back to the 12th episode of the Tunnel Coder Podcast. This is also the third installment of the Python audio tutorial series. And if you've been following along until now with the audio tutorial series, you should have listened to episode number 10, which was the first episode in the audio series here with the Python tutorial. And in that episode, I go over some of the prerequisites that you'll need in order to follow along in this series. So with that said, let's jump into today's tutorial. So what I'd like to talk about today is functions. The main goal is to reuse chunks of code. Think about what we've done in the first couple episodes here, where we've basically just written down some procedures, essentially printed out some information. We've created some variables and then typed in some print statements and seen the contents of those variables get printed out to the screen. And so with a function, one of the main things that we're trying to accomplish is to package up and reuse some of that code. One of the main things that you are going to want to do is refactor your code. You're going to want to try to get your code into a reusable form that's the smallest sort of single purpose chunk of code that you can come up with. So what does that mean? It means basically if you've got three different things that you're trying to accomplish, you're not going to want to stuff all three of those things, all the code for those things into one function. You're going to want to separate those three concepts, the three things that you're trying to accomplish into three different functions that are named appropriately so that the naming of that function reflects what it is that you're trying to do. And so that function should just have a single purpose. It should do it well and it should do it in as short of lines of code as possible. So let's just give an example. So let's say I, in the real world, I want to pull some information off from a website or an API. It's usually going to be an API, which is basically programming sort of interface for you to pull data from a website. So let's say I want to pull some weather data from a weather API. And let's say I want to pull today's forecast. Then I want to add some information to that forecast. And then I want to save that, all of that information, not only the forecast, but the information that I've added to it, to a database. So I wouldn't want to create a function that does all of that all at the same time. I'd want to create three different functions. I'd want to name the first one, get forecast. And then I'd name, want to name the second one, maybe update forecast or enrich forecast data, something along those lines that would give a clear understanding of what it is that I'm trying to do. And then of course, the third one, I probably would name something like save forecast data, right? So the idea there is, like I said, is you're trying to split up what it is that you're trying to do into clearly understandable and small chunks of code. Okay, so that's kind of the engineering background sort of behind, very simplistically behind why we would want to use functions. And functions are, in Python, sort of the core of how you basically get things done. Uh, there's a whole bunch of what's called top-level functions, and we've touched on this in the past, uh, with the print function, that's a top-level function that's available to you uh, just sort of out of the box in the Python distribution. And there's a whole bunch of other functions 
available out of the box as well. So another one is the len function. And now the len function actually is short for length. And what you can do with that is you could put a variable in there, uh, especially like a string or a sequence, like a, a list or a tuple. We haven't talked about tuples yet or tuples. They're sometimes pronounced. I pronounce it tuple. Um, you can put a data structure of that type in there and you can get back its length. So let's say we had a list and you saw that in the first episode where we basically just put some numbers into a list and then we did a for loop over that list. And so there are times when you'd like to know what the length of some list or some sequence or some string is. And so anyway, you could pass that into the len function and you get back the length. Now there's a whole bunch of other functions available to you. Uh, there's another function available called id and you could put a variable or a, you know, basically anything into that and you'll get back its object ID. And so you can use that to find out if this object is equal to another object, things like that. That's a little bit more advanced, but it def definitely comes in handy. And so Python has always been considered a language that is, quote, batteries included, which means that there's a lot of functionality available to you, uh, you know, for you to use in different ways. However, it is that you might need that functionality for whatever it is that you're building and a lot of that functionality comes available as a top level function so now later on we're going to get more involved in our tutorial and we're going to go a little bit deeper we're going to talk about classes and classes are a way for you to package up the functionality that you're going to be needing along with the data or the state that goes with that functionality. So in other words, we would have the state or the data and the functions that work on that data or on that state packaged together into a class. So when you have a class, again, you're basically going to be using functions, but when you have functions that are in a class, you call them methods those functions are basically bound to that class. So again, that's more in depth and we're gonna talk about that in the future. And it's it's a, a whole area of Python that you're going to need to know as you go forward. But for now, let's just say that functions definitely are at the center of a lot of what you're going to be doing with Python. You, you There's just no way around functions and you really need to know how to use them, how to write them. And so we're just gonna just dip our toes into the water here with, with some functions today. And so with all that said, let's pull out our editor again. I know I kind of digressed there and went down a path, but I think sometimes just a little bit of expl extra explanation is helpful. I know it is for me as well. So how do we define a function? Well, we use what's called a keyword, and that keyword is def, D-E-F. So with your editor out or your IDE out, let's just type in def, D-E-F, space. And then let's do some kind of a function that accomplishes something, I don't know, similar to what we'd want in the real world. I'd mentioned before that I do a lot of work with orders from e-commerce systems. 
So let's define a function that just says get order IDs. Okay, so let's say def and then space, then get, and then an underscore order underscore IDs. And then we're gonna put two parentheses, the left and the right parentheses. And then we're going to type a colon. And then we're going to hit return and go down a line and it's going to indent two spaces. And then we're gonna do the most simple thing that you can do with a function. We're just gonna type in the word pass, P-A-S-S. -S. Then we're gonna hit return again, actually twice to go down two lines. And basically that's the easiest function that you can define. When you use the word pass in Python, you're basically saying just skip over this. This is, there's nothing to see here, so just move on. And typically Python programmers use the word pass to sort of almost like a placeholder to just fill out some particular section that they're going to come back and do something with later on. So it can really come in handy when you're trying to just sort of sketch out, you know, a number of functions. You're trying to think through things when you're writing a Python module and you've got a number of functions that you want to write. And, you know, you can do this with methods as well. Like I said, remember, methods are just functions that are embedded into or bound into a class. And so, in that sense, this is very handy. You can just uh, type out the word pass, and then you can kind of come back and think about it later. So what do we want to do with this, this function? Get order IDs. Well, we'd probably want to pass in a parameter into those parentheses. So functions, they can just stand alone and just do something without taking any parameters or arguments and or I should say without defining any parameters or taking any arguments and just as a side note the terms parameter and arguments are sort of used interchangeably you'll hear parameter and argument kind of thrown around in the same sentence but technically speaking when we define a function or a method we define it with the variables that it'll take in those parentheses, the information that it takes in, we're gonna call those parameters. And so it's a parameter when we define it. Now, when we actually run our code, and later on when we call that function, we're gonna pass in arguments to that function. So it's a parameter when we define it, and it's an argument when we call it. So now getting back to our function definition, we've got this simple function, get order IDs. We'd like to pass something in to the function to get the order IDs from. So let's say we pass in a list. So just like we did before on the first tutorial, when we passed a list, I'm sorry. So just like we did before when we had in the first tutorial a list of very simple order IDs and they were basically just numbers, we let's do the same thing. We could just pass that into this function and we can do the same thing. We can just print it back out. But this time we'd be packaging that code up into a function so that we can reuse it. So let's use a, if you're on the iPhone, let's use the little trick here you just hold down the space bar don't let go and as you're holding it you can slide up on the screen you can reposition 
your cursor up to the left of where we typed out def. And let's just hit return twice to give us two extra spaces up at the top. Let's hold down the spacebar again, bring the cursor up to lines to the very top of the file. And let's just define a really quick list of fake order IDs. So let's just do the same thing that we did in the first tutorial episode. Let's just say, well, actually we'll call, and I think in the first one I called the list orders, but let's call it order underscore IDs for this one. So let's type out order underscore IDs space and then equals. And then we're going to do a left square bracket and on Pythonista and most IDEs, you'll get the enclosing bracket at the same time for free. So we've got our two brackets here. And let's just put in some fake order IDs. We'll just do one comma, two comma, three comma, four comma. Okay. And like I've said before, you can optionally put an additional comma at the end of any list at the end of the very last item. And sometimes that's good practice because when you come back and refactor your code, when you, if you add something to that list later on, you won't forget to add that extra comma. Okay, so now we've got our list of order IDs and we've got our function definition down below that, get order IDs. So now let's put a parameter into that function right between the enclosing parentheses on the function definition. And let's call the parameter IDs. So IDS, okay? And so we're gonna type that in between the parentheses on the function definition. And then we're going to hold down the space bar here. And we're gonna use that same trick again to position our cursor down below one line. And we're going to backspace and get rid of the word pass. And we're just going to simply print. We're gonna type out the word print and then parentheses. And then in the middle of the parentheses, we're going to just simply put in IDs. So basically what we're gonna do is we're going to take in that argument of IDs and we're gonna just print it right back out. And so when you're inside of a function like this, we're, when, when I say inside of a function, I mean that if you're down below that initial line where you type out def and then the name of the function, when you're down indented over from that initial line, you're said to be inside that function definition. So inside that function definition, we basically have, and this, don't get scared away by this, but we have something called scope. And scope is just basically, you're saying where certain variables will be available to you, okay? And we'll talk about this later in the future, but let's just say that now inside of this function definition, inside of our scope here, we have available to us basically a new variable that argument is essentially a variable. And if you'll recall from before, we use variables to hold information and then we can pass that around. We can change it or mutate it and we can take the contents of it and add it to something else or modify it and then pass it on somewhere else. Okay, so this IDs parameter is getting passed in as an argument here. And what do we wanna do with that? variable now that we have that's holding these IDs. Well, we're just gonna print it out. 
okay? But we could do other things if we wanted, and we'll give that a shot here in a second. But let's just go ahead and hit return, and we're gonna space down two lines. We're gonna go down two lines, and we're going to hit the backspace key so that we're over towards the left, and then we're going to actually call this function. So when you call a function, you type out the function name. So we're gonna type out the name get order IDs. And then in between the parentheses, that's where we're going to put the argument that we defined above. So we defined an argument that we called IDs. So the, that, the IDs that we're going to pass in as the argument is that list above, order IDs. Okay, so let's type in order IDs. So order underscore IDs. So we're passing in that list and we're just going to print out all the IDs from that list. We're essentially just gonna print out that list. Okay, so let's give that a shot and hit the execute or the play button up at the top right. And on your console, you should just see square brackets with one, two, three, four. Okay, so now we could have done something else in there. We could have iterated through that list. In other words, we could have run a for loop and printed out each number one at a time. In this case, we just decided to print out the whole entire list that we passed in, okay? And it looks like the episode's getting a little bit long here, so I think I'm just gonna go ahead and stop here because I'd really like to have you do this for yourself. Um, as an exercise, what you can do is if you'd like to create another function, or you can just modify this function, the get order IDs, you could basically in place of the print statement inside of the function definition, you could put a for loop if you want. If you're brave enough and you'd like to give that a try, instead of print, just type in for ID in IDs and then a colon, then drop down a line, hit the return. We're gonna indent over two more spaces. Then we print out the ID. So we would just hit print ID. And so in that sense, we would actually be iterating or looping through that list of IDs that we passed in. And then we'd be printing them out one at a time. Okay, so this is a very simple function, very simple. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when we start writing production code, we're gonna do other things that are a little bit more complicated, although we try to keep the complexity as low as we can. But one of the things that we would most likely do is we'd actually return some values from the function. So I think what we'll do is we'll have another episode. The next episode, I will continue on talking about functions and we'll actually go in just a little bit deeper and we'll look at how to return values from a function, okay? And I'm gonna post a link to the companion video. So give those a look and uh, hopefully that helps you out and you can get kind of a visual uh, look at what we're doing here. So I hope that's working out well for you. I hope you're enjoying this Python audio tutorial series. And as always, hope you're having a good day or night wherever you are. And we'll talk to you soon.